Jane. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sippel. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, an early break. Fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. We are joined now in studio as we are every Thursday. And by the way, even though this is his last day of Halfway yeah. Shaper, even though it's his last day of that, Jeez. we will still have Thursday mornings with Mike Shaper okay, going so, forward. Okay, that's good to know. It's that's true. good to know. It happened before so this isn't the a recruiting tier- hour ever existed. No. And then Happer and Schaefer, it'll continue as long as you'll have. This is not a teary goodbye. No, no, just for his show. He would still be on this show every Even Thursday. Even for the show, it's not a teary goodbye for me. Like, it, oh. I've gotten a lot of people asking how I'm doing with it, and it's like, well, <laughs> you have Tom who's been here since day one. He's retiring. Right. Happer's been here seven years. Yeah. Seven I think years. there's a lot more emotions going on for those guys yeah, yeah. than the two and a half years that I put in part-time. Well, but that's way. still significant. Yeah, but... The but fact is, you're still going to be with us, so... Yep. Yeah. This does not go away. Yeah. Just his show does. Yeah. He's with us, so... <laughs> the uh, show's gone. Before we get toward to anything, Schaefer, uh, this, this hour is sponsored by Trek CBD. Any ideas for the new year to hit, hit, hit Trek uh, Trek? I'm actually. I'm gonna stop by the Andermatt location here uh, later today. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what they have going on. If there's any new products that I need to be aware of, um, I. I hope to have some time very early in 2022 to uh, lose all track of time. So um, <laughs> that's that's kind of the goal for me. Obviously, they have the Delta Eight gummies, and so that's uh, that's where I tend to to put my emphasis. But I'm actually going to try to pick up. Some stuff for my wife as well. She's dealing with some back pain. Her no. back went out yesterday. No, no, uh, no, way. no so way. That's why she didn't join us at our raucous celebration downtown last night, oh, where multiple man. people yelled out, hey, bagel boy. <laughs> they all happen to be sitting at the 93.7 <laughs> yeah. ticket table. Yeah. But yeah. it's nice to know that that did happen in my It presence, did happen. So. No, I'm sorry about your wife's back. Well, you know. Moving. Well, she, I, I don't know. She's had some issues. So she doesn't want to see a chiropractor yet. We're going to see if we can we can at least ease the pain with okay. something from Trek CBD. So that's yeah. that's my plan going on. They have two great locations. Uh, they are fantastic to work with, and really, whatever you're looking for, they can help you out. When did what locations did you say you're going to today? The the one down south off of Highway Two and just east of 84th, uh, I believe Andermatt is the yeah it, it, yeah you're right. Andermatt, Andermatt is what. Is he the that's like, street address? That's like yeah. what, where Walmart's had. Oh, in that, that area. That's oh, yeah. where he's at. And 27. I just moved S. to Lincoln, so I <laughs> yeah, he needs help. He's new here, near yeah. these parts. Yeah. All right, Schaefer, we had uh, a caller in the okay. first segment. Okay, this is going to be interesting. That one gave us, uh, he said, pretend like we're going to Vegas. Like we're, we're walking up to the sports book in Vegas. It would be nice given the weather outside. Yeah, it's a good visual. It's a good thing to envision. He says, all right, you, you've got three things you're betting on, and let's let's go in order of what he said. Uh, he says, if you had to bet. Substantial money. Substantial money. We'll start with this one. Okay, Fred Hoiberg 
is he the head coach of Nebraska next season? Start with that one. Don't no no no. Give him you all three. Him. Okay, all right, fine. Give him all three. All right, give him all. Is, he says is is Fred Hoiberg the head coach of Nebraska next season? That's one. Is Scott Frost the head coach of Nebraska after the upcoming season? Second bet, and the third bet is is the starting quarterback in the oh, system yeah. right now for next season. Are there odds on any of these? Nope, no <laughs> odds. No odds. There's no odds. You're just betting one way or the other. Yeah, one way or the okay. other. Outcomes. That's a good question. You're betting um, outcomes. Well, the one that I feel most confident in, um, and I, I can't say that I'm super confident in any of them, but the one where I guess I have the most confidence would be that their starting quarterback for 2022, barring injury, is someone that's not currently on the roster. So I would put the most amount of money okay. that I was betting in that bucket. Is that where you'd put most of your money? That's uh, a good way to fra- frame that yeah. up, by the okay. way. Okay, I think yes on that, but it's pretty close to the other one. Okay. That, okay. I'll see where you're at in that. Yeah, yeah. So then you get into the two coaches, yep. and I don't foresee um, – I, I don't know that I foresee Trev Alberts making a move with Fred Hoiberg – Immediately. Immediately meaning? This season. Whoa. Okay. But it sort of like depends on how it plays out. If Trey McGowan's comes back and they look like a more competitive team and they're able to amble their way to 10, 11 wins, and Fred wants to be here, and I think that's another part of all of it, which I haven't really had to question at any point. But at some point, if you start to have three straight really big losing seasons like this, it's not a job that he has to have. Um it becomes a situation of, you know, do you want to continue down this path or What's whatever. 10 or 11 wins? That means how many losses? 22? About 20, yeah. Yeah, 20 plus. For so sure. I just don't know, Schaefer, if you can sell 10 and 22 as a. They sold three and nine. That's true. I mean, it, it's so. It's different, though. It, it is. It's different. It's definitely different. Um, because they're not close. <laughs> no. Well. They might, they're... but now, now they're not right now. Right. It, it could be that they are. So I. I don't, I don't know that I envision that he's necessarily gone, but I guess where the next one that I have the most inclination would be that. Yeah, the bucket. Um, the bucket. So put then the second most amount of money right. in that bucket. The one that I have really no clear path forward because I don't know what the mutually agreed upon metrics are. I don't know if six and six and twenty two would be enough. I don't even know if Nebraska can get to six and six. But at the same time, I couldn't sit here and tell you that there's no reason they can't get to eight and four either. There's too much unknown. We don't know who their quarterback is going to be. I still think they have to get key contributors out of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one that I would put the least amount of money on. But right now, I if I had to bet it um, and trying to put the least amount of money of a sizable bet on it, I would bet that he'd be the coach in 2023. That's as well. what we thought. Um, now, people are going to say, why? And I would say, well, I don't think the standard that he has to reach is that high. That? Um, I think six wins would bring him back. I think a bowl bid would bring and him back. And I would add to that that I think these hires are helpful, especially if they turn over the special te- which he's going to turn over the special teams to Bush. Those screws get tightened. Um and I have some a degree of faith in Whipple, but man, it's so hard to make the bet because you don't know who the quarterback yeah. is going to be. And so that's that's difficult. But if like okay, so if you're like okay, the quarterback is going to be one of these three, and you go like Casey Thompson, two other people, so at least you have a comparable range to work off of. That would help. But it 
God. Just the general sense I feel is that he's still going to be the coach in 2023. That's just a general I sense. I think by that. a hair. Yeah, I by don't think a it's hair. I don't know that you know, there's a lot of different ways it can go, right? Like let's say they just start the world on fire and they're 5 and 1 when they get to October. Back half of that schedule is not tough for you, you know. And they're filled with teams that they haven't beat. That's also the hard thing about projecting this. There's a lot of teams where you're like, oh, well, they're 5-1. and one. Well, they haven't beaten those teams in the last couple of years. Right. So it's not easy to just sit here and say that they're going to do it in 2022 when we don't know who the quarterback is. We really don't know who the key offensive contributors are going to be. Right? Like, name one. Well, I think it's – I mean, okay, let's start – Volkolek will be a – has to be a key contributor. He had 11 – I know he only had yeah. 11 catches this year. They, have, they don't have anyone that's done it at a high level Not for You're them. expecting Thomas Fedoni to be a big part yeah, of this Yeah, I like year. Thomas Fedoni. I like Xavier Betts. I like Omar Manning. But yeah. none of them have done it at a high level yet. Uh, you know, and they so have he, Oliver Martin, right. I think, that would be – Who Mickey Joseph singled out right away. And has, from a talent perspective, might be – other than Xavier Betts, the most talented wide receiver that they have. But, you know, we've all heard stories of where Omar Manning and Xavier Betts and those guys have been at points in their career with this staff. So, it's a new staff. staff. Mickey Joseph is a no BS coach. Yeah. So, we hope that he's going to get the most out of these guys, but they also have to put their best foot forward, Yeah, I mean, it's I I would almost characterize Lubick as a no BS coach. Yeah, I just don't know enough about Matt Lubick. I mean, he was here, and and often it kind of felt like he was very far in the background of things. So, um, and I, I don't mean that as any sort of insult. No, it's you're just fine. That, you're, he got fired. Um, Mickey Joseph is more prominent in a lot of ways than what Matt Lubick ever was. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it like this. Matt Lubick was the offensive coordinator, and the Mickey Joseph hire would have been regarded as a much larger success and he hasn't even coached a thing here. Right. So, um, and then the other kind of question, like, you don't know who the running back's going to be. You have a general idea that Ramir Johnson is going to be involved. Yes. And then Gabe Irvin, when he comes back, yeah. and if he's healthy. But hold on now. That's not that, that that's not that bad right there. Sure. None of them have ran for 100 yards in their career. <laughs> right. I know. That's pretty I know. bad. That, right that, that well, is bad. I do like those guys. Though. Yeah, I like them, but we're trying to talk about a team that's going to be successful. You can't just sit around and be like, well, I kind of like that guy. Well, you squint and you turn your head. And no, you, I know. You know. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I, well, Ramirez comes back a little bit bigger. Yeah, I get it, though. You'd like to be talking about a guy you can get to get, I would like get, someone to get I can a thousand my, yards. A well, thousand yards. I would like one player on offense I can hang my hat on, and they don't have one. Listen, I'm doing the thing that I'm, I I chastise the fans for, which is this. I think there's become this level of acceptance at Nebraska that you can't have first-round picks, second-round picks, 1,500 well, yards rushers. draft status. I just don't know that they have like a – great skill position player right what, what's now. wrong with expecting a 1200 yard rusher nothing's wrong with expecting it it's hard to figure out how you get yeah, to there do when you don't have a guy who's ran for 100 yards in a game right. on your roster but they need well that. that's not true marquis step is still on the roster yeah they need a guy that you can point to and say he can get you 1200 yeah. if you if you get the ball to him he can get you 1200 one name they i don't think they have got to commit to a guy then not just do a rotation and say oh this guy's hot he's got the hot hand let's roll with him right they don't, they no, don't no, i totally agree but it, it, if that guy were there they'd use him if royce williams was there royce freeman freeman yeah if royce freeman was there they'd use him they would they frost has proven that they just don't have a royce freeman 
They don't have a running. They didn't commit to Dedrick Mills as much as they should have either. He's not Royce Freeman. But he was pretty good. You loved Dedrick Mills. I like Compared to their current crop of running backs, he's Royce Freeman. Yeah, but he's not Royce Freeman. <laughs> right, but we're we're using the Royce Freeman scale of which yeah. he'd be like a four and a half yeah. versus real well, I Royce mean, Freeman. I mean, Royce Freeman was I mean, was he a fourth round pick? I mean, he's not. I'm not yeah, trying he, he to. Last. Yeah, but from college running back perspective, which I think matters because first of all, running back is devalued in the NFL. So you have top end guys that are going in the second and third round as it is, anyways. Yeah, you got Dalvin. Cook. Uh, I mean, Dalvin Cook went in the second round. Right. Uh, Alvin Kamara, who wasn't even a top-end college running back, was a second-round, third-round guy. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. So I, I don't You're like right. to use a draft pick for no, running back no, specifically. No. Yards. Um, Freeman, I, I want production. Freeman, you know? Royce Freeman ran for 1,500 yards in a season and 1,400 yards in a season and I think 1,200 yards in a season. I think he had three seasons well, like committed that. committed to him. Gave yeah. a lot one, of carries. One name I didn't mention that I am pretty intrigued by that – I think kind of gets glossed over because he was at New Mexico State. I think Isaiah Garcia Castaneda is going to be a nice addition for Nebraska. Can he be like Teray? Uh, I think they're different style players, though I do think he could play in the slot like Teray did. Okay. Um, I think he's a little bit more closer to the line of scrimmage in terms of like you can get him the ball quickly and let him go to work that way, whereas Teray really was a explosive big play guy. He was. And that's what he was at Montana. And then, you know, in the spring, there was a lot of talk of how they were going to use him like Wandale Robinson, which is very opposite of how he ended up being used. So I, I don't know that I expect Isaiah Garcia Castaneda to be, you know, the guy that's going to lead the team in 30-plus yard receptions or guy that leads the team in 25-plus, you know, air yards. And what I mean by that is how far the ball travels before the receiver touches it. Mm-hmm. But I do think he can be a pretty impactful wide receiver. Well, that would be helpful. They needed, and and I like that room in the sense that I'm intrigued by a lot of those guys. But at some point, we need to see Elante Brown and Will Nixon before you know intrigue becomes I trust because I don't trust anybody in no, that room he, right I now. I mean, yeah, Will Nixon's just a figment of our imagination right now. I mean, <laughs> the, the, I mean well, yeah, I mean, I I get what you mean. He yeah. is. I mean, I get what you Elante mean. Brown to a certain extent, but I, I love Elante Brown, but you're right. Yeah. you got to see it. By the much. way, Royce Freeman in 2015, guys, 1,836 Whoa. yards. Hello. 1,836 yards. I mean, come on. Do we have a back that could do half of that right now? Now, if you, give, if you give Diedrich Mills nine games of Rutgers-style carries. He could get there. Maybe he's getting he could there. He could get there. No. No. Simple doesn't. Doesn't necessarily I, buy into that. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I obviously, I, I mean, I said what I said about Diedrich. I like him, but he's not, he's not, he's not. Where did Royce Freeman go in the draft? I can't even. Third, third or fourth round, right? Yeah. To the to the, the Broncos. Broncos yeah. yeah, Broncos. Oh, here he, we go. He, he played a little bit there. Got hurt again, and never, I got it. I got it. Never found his way back to the field. I got it. Uh, 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 God, this is a nightmare almost to try to figure this out. God. You just Google. Are you doing rocket science over there or what? Draft, third round, 71st overall. Third round, 71st overall. A guy that ran for 1,800 yards is a third round, right? And it's like what Schaefer said. That's the value that NFL. Well, Kenneth Walker, I don't even know, is a slam dunk first round pick. Right. So. No, no, he's definitely not. Running backs in general aren't right. first well, round picks. I would tell you, as the Gil Brandt of this market, He's not a first rounder. I mean, he's just not. He doesn't have first round talent. Is is there a running? I back saw him against Nebraska. What, I mean, what did he get against Nebraska? Sixty yards. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a college hey, running back where I think is a no doubt first round. Yeah, let's think about that. Yeah, who's at Bama right now? Because no, they don't have that. They don't have it. No, they're pretty pedestrian at running back. Or as far as they, as far as their yeah. realm. No, ordinary. They they have they have two ordinary backs. I mean, honestly, the my two favorite running backs that I watched Nebraska play this entire year were Haskins and Quorum. Because yeah, of how Michigan. hard they run, and they're not first round talents either. What about what about the guy at Ohio State, Henderson? Well, I think he would, but he's a freshman, so it's you know I think his upside is amazing. I'm yeah. looking right I'm now. I'm with you on Hassan Haskins, but man, that's not a first rounder. No, he's not. A first but rounder. what I loved about those guys is you know you thought you were tackling them in one spot, and they were going to get three more yards yep. on that play. He, yeah, I mean, I'm looking right now like at Pro Football Focus. They they have in terms of the highest ranking of running back this year in in the whole class at 53rd overall. That's, is that that's, right? That's who is second, that? Kenneth Walker. Is that yeah. right? 53rd overall. Yeah. That's far out of then the Then Brees round. Hall is next up. I would say at 62, almost third round. You know, that's We're saying it's not a very – it's a bad quarterback class. It's a bad running back not, class. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say bad running back class. It's just they don't have the – there's not – Isaiah Spillers in there from A&M? There's, they just, there aren't – you know, there isn't Najee Harris or Travis Etienne or yeah. guys like that. Where exactly. you're, what, what is this draft good for? I mean, what, what is, what's wrong this year? Because quarterbacks are seen as a very weak – class this year for the NFL draft upcoming Isn't and, and running back defensive too? back class and I don't know about offensive line I, I really don't I haven't looked I into what's it good, what's good we'll, this year we'll get into that receivers <laughs> yeah we'll you got Olave Wilson Jamison Williams you got some receivers there yeah go There's back always receivers I feel like every draft's a receiver draft go back to the quarterback discussion we we all agree that the starter is going to be someone other than who they have in the program right and I think that I think some of that discussion is just about what we've heard and the emphasis they're putting on the portal. Well, they're obviously looking for somebody to It's start. also what we watched. I mean, yeah, Logan, we'll Logan Smothers isn't going to become Kenny Pickett no matter how many years he gets before he has to, you know. Okay. I, okay, I hate to do that to him because I don't like to put ceilings on him, but on anybody. Okay. But, but, just – he, it would have any to, highlight of Logan Smothers throwing versus <laughs> right. Kenny Pickett. It would have throwing. to be down the road. I agree with that. Well, he sure. would have to overhaul his entire throwing motion. Yeah. His arm strength would have to get better. He's got, yeah, and that's what he's counting on. Sure, and maybe Size maybe that can happen. Yeah. But I mean, he's not a big body guy. No, he's not. I mean, like I think from just a size standpoint of Logan Smothers versus Kenny Pickett, the, what they list. Smothers as a six two. I just don't see it. Is he six two? I don't think so. No, it doesn't look like. You it. know what it reminds me of? What? Like Tristan Jebbia was listed at like six three two ten. Yeah. And on. I feel like the first time I saw him on campus, yeah, he was no. at least one eighty five right. and five eleven yeah, six, six foot. foot. Yeah. 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 That's the same with. That is the same with Logan. But yeah, I. Uh, they're looking for a quarterback. That's that. That's that's why I say they're. I'm not saying that Logan couldn't do it, but it's clear to me they're looking. Yeah, what, they're probably looking for two. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Schaefer, in terms of Chubba Purdy gets an offer from Florida State? You know, is that a guy that can be the dude here? Like, what do you see in him? And is and is there a name out there you think they're still considering at least offering or going after? Well, I mean, I I think that. There's obviously some level of interest from Mark Whipple in him, given that we know that he was recruiting Purdy before he officially left his post at Pitt. And Pitt was looking for a quarterback because Kenny Pickett's on his way out. So there's there's certainly some level of interest there. Um, I don't 
want to sit here and pretend like I know and I've watched a lot of, of Purdy. Um, I wonder if his brother didn't light it up at Iowa State, if there would be even a level of fervor about him. Sure. Um, it, from the conversations that I've had with the Florida State people at yeah. 24-7 Sports, they weren't particularly enamored with what they saw. Uh, but it's also early in a guy's career, and yeah. sometimes you're in the wrong place in the wrong space. So um, I wouldn't write him off. He was obviously a high-level recruit. Um, to the extent that he could come in and be the starter in Ireland next year, mm. it feels very unlikely to me. Uh, if that's the case, it's because he probably beat out um, Logan Smothers, Heinrich Carberg, Richard Torres in the spring, and they didn't bring in a second quarterback that has more experience. Right. I mean that that's and it it that's a feasible way that things could play out. I would be really uncomfortable if my job security was attached to to Purdy starting game one. But that's that's where well, I'm that's, at. yeah that's not what the, yeah I mean I think they just would prefer someone with more experience for sure right yeah that's, that's I would I mean I would yeah yeah they got to well, win I mean they, I. I mean, this can't I, be a developmental quarterback, in my opinion. You know um, what I'm saying, Jay? I do. Yeah, I, if you're going to bring a second one, it has to be someone that's going to need some time, not someone who expects that they're going to start right away. Mm-hmm. So if you have that, and you can go get a veteran, veteran, that puts you in a really good spot, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But of course, in order to get two, you got to get one. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 402-464-5685. More next on Early Break on the Ticket. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. See yourself here. Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report. Closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte.